In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. Before today's interview, I want to let you know that this month, New Growth Press is releasing two gospel-centered storybooks for kids. One, by Marty Machowski, is called God Made Boys and Girls, and the other is about going through suffering called The Moon is Always Round by Jonathan Gibson. I hope these books equip and encourage you and your family. You can pick up a copy and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome Jonathan Gibson. Johnny is Associate Professor of Old Testament and Hebrew at Westminster Theological Seminary near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is the co-editor of several books, including Reformation Worship and From Heaven He Came and Sought Her. But most recently, he's the author of a really special book for children and families called The Moon is Always Round. If you wonder what that title's about, you're just going to have to get the book and check it out yourself. It will be a blessing to you and to your family. He is married to Jackie, and they have two children, Benjamin and Layla. Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me, Chump. I am thrilled to have you here. I've been looking forward to this, and I'm looking forward to hearing what verse you have for us today. Okay, so uh, my verse for today is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, a verse that we all know uh, so very well. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Excellent. One verse, it's short and it's familiar, and I look forward to hearing what you, a Hebrew professor nonetheless, have to say about this verse. So why don't we dive in? Johnny, if you were to put this verse in your own words and paraphrase it for us, how would you do that? Well, I would do it in a simple sentence and say that in the beginning, God made everything. So the, be- the beginning here is the absolute beginning of all things, the beginning of time, space, matter, everything. Uh, things visible, things invisible. It's also um, an important verse for establishing who God is. He is presented to us here as uh, one eternal spirit uh, who is infinite, unchangeable, self-existent. He's omnificent, which is a word we often don't hear. Uh, that just means that he created all things. He's omnipotent. He's able to do all things. He's omniscient. He knows all things. Uh, he's omnipresent. He is present everywhere. Uh, he's sovereign over all that he makes, and he's praiseworthy for all that he makes. Uh, when I say that God made everything, the reason I say everything is because heavens and earth is really the two opposites, of polar opposites, and they include everything in between. So the Bible begins by making a bold statement that God is, uh, he is there and he exists, and that uh, he made everything that exists. So you said here that this verse teaches us that God is sovereign, that he is king over all. When you look at this verse, how do you take that truth and locate it in this verse? Well, if uh, God existed before everything existed or before anything was made, and then he is the one who creates it and brings it into existence, it means he must have some control over it. Uh, And that's a wonderful truth that there's... um, Uh, God is not competing with this world for power or control or sovereignty. 
Uh, he is the one who brought this world into existence, and therefore he is the one who's got control over it. And that includes us, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. We're, we are his image bearers made on day six of creation and part of that um, category of everything that God made between the heavens and the earth, including mm -hmm. human beings. How do you think we sometimes get this verse wrong? Are there ways that either we don't think about it right or we don't apply it right? I'm not sure I would say we get it wrong. I would say more we, we, we're too familiar with it. We don't uh, delve deep into actually what it means. As I mentioned earlier, there are, I think, about 12 great truths about God that you can deduce from just this one verse. You know, he is eternal in the beginning, God. He is unchanging. If God existed before anything else existed, that meant he was and is and is to come. And then when he made everything, it, none, none of that affects him or changes him because God was always the same before he made any of this. And so I think we can deduce wonderful truths. So it's not so much that we get it wrong. Perhaps it's more it's so familiar that we just pass over it too quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. It is one of those first verses I think uh, I probably learned as a child. I don't remember a time when I didn't know this verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if, if that's the case, is there a time when this verse came alive to you in some of the ways you were just describing? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, in a, in a very uh, sad moment in our lives, our daughter Layla uh, very sadly died three and a half years ago. Uh, she was full term, stillborn little girl. And her death came as a great shock to us uh, one Sunday night, Monday morning when we found out. And I remember looking in the Bible for verses of comfort. And believe it or not, it was actually Genesis chapter one that brought me a lot of comfort, uh, particularly this verse. And also, and there was evening and there was morning. And what I mean by that is I had to go back to the very fundamentals of my faith and ask myself, who is in control here? Is some other force at work? stealing Layla from us, or has a good and gracious God mysteriously ordained this to take place? And Genesis chapter one was a comfort to me because it made me realize that God is in control of this world. He's the one who made everything, and therefore he's the one who can help us with anything. And that became a fundamental truth for my wife and I to, to rest on and to find comfort in that none of this had taken God by surprise because he is sovereign over all that he has made and all that happens in history. Uh, even the death of our child hadn't taken him by surprise and he was still in control. The other thing that gave us comfort was, and there was evening and there was morning, uh, there was darkness and there was light. After darkness comes the light. After evening comes the morning. I think the whole of Genesis chapter one is moving us towards light and life and the morning. And uh, as we know in the gospel of Jesus Christ, after death comes resurrection. And that was one of the great truths that we rested on, that we knew that this is the way God has made his world to work. After darkness, light, after evening, morning, and after death, a resurrection for our daughter. Hmm. Thank you for sharing about your family and what the Lord has brought you through over the last number of years. When a child of God is in a dark and difficult time, how does God use his word to bring comfort? It's words on a page, it's sentences and truth, and yet somehow Christians for hundreds and hundreds of years have been able to find deep personal comfort and encouragement from these words. How does God do that? Well, one of the places we turned to uh, when we were uh, in our time of deep sorrow with Layla was uh, the Psalms or Psalms, as you say here in America. The, he the Hebrews pronounce Psalm. Yes. Uh, but uh, 
the Psalms were a great comfort to us. And what struck me was how the Psalmists read Genesis 1-1. Mm. So Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Or Psalm 124, verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Or Psalm 146, put not your trust in princes or a son of man in whom there is no salvation. Blessed is he whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, who made heaven and earth. And we realize that the psalmists were struggling themselves through different crises and experiences in life, and yet they were returning back to God's word, to the very beginning of the Bible, to the very first verse in the Bible, and finding deep comfort from this opening verse that our help is in the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He can help us with anything because he made everything. Again, Johnny, I'm grateful that you would open up not only God's word, but your own experiences to share with us today and testify how the Lord is strong and kind, even in dark times. Would you take a moment and pray this verse and the things you've mentioned for those who are listening, perhaps for those who are going through hard times as well today? Yeah, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, you are the maker of heaven and earth, and our help is in you. We pray, Father, that you would keep us from self-sufficiency from an independent mind or independent existence, and that you would remind us that in you we live and move and have our being. So we pray that we would turn to you every day uh, through your Son in the grace and power of your Spirit to ask you for help in whatever circumstances you have sovereignly ordained to bring into our lives. We pray that this great truth from Genesis 1-1 would be a rich comfort to us that you're the God who made everything, and therefore you can help us with anything. And we pray these things in the name of your Son, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever praise. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.